Welcome to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. This podcast provides parents with current research about ADHD and strategies for helping their children. ADHDfamilies.ca is a resource website for parents of children who have ADHD. All of the resources have been evaluated by experts in the field of ADHD, so parents can feel confident that they are receiving trustworthy information. Visit ADHDfamilies.ca and follow us on Twitter. Hi everybody, it's Krista Foran here. I'm a registered psychologist at the Can Learn Society and I'm also one of the ADHD families team members. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. This week's topic is a little bit different um, since the ADHD families website is geared mainly towards parents who have children with ADHD. But in this week's episode, we're going to talk about um, Can Learn Society's adult ADHD group that it offers called More Than Just Making Lists. So if you're a parent um, who happens to have ADHD as well well as has children who have ADHD, then you want to listen to this podcast because this group might be helpful for you in helping you um, manage your own ADHD symptoms. Or if you're tuning in um, and can think of adults in your life who um, also have ADHD, you might want to let them know about this episode so they can hear about um, what this group has to offer and to see if it's something that would um, benefit them. So we'll jump right in. So Can Learn Society is located in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And we do run a 10-week adult ADHD intervention group called More Than Just Making Lists. It's uh, technically a social cognitive behavioral therapy group. So many of you have probably heard about cognitive behavioral therapy. And we'll talk about that in a second. And the reason why it's also called social (laughs) is because it's in a group format. So when we think about cognitive behavioral therapy, basically what that means, simply put, is if we can find different ways to change the way that we think, we can also then change the way we feel and also how we behave. So the group uses that kind of framework for teaching different strategies related to some of the problems that people run into um, when they have ADHD. Uh, Another way of also looking at it though is that um, with some of the strategies in the group that maybe some of the adults haven't really tried before, by changing their behavior, so the B in CBT, they can actually start changing the way they think and feel about themselves. So an example would be trying out a new way to um, have a routine for yourself so you feel less stressed And by feeling less stressed, you might actually have increased positive thoughts about yourself or increased uh, self-esteem or self-confidence. So that's the kind of theme that we're going for. The reason why we call it a social cognitive behavioral therapy group is because it's a group. And we have found when running the group that one of the really powerful forces in helping people to um, make change and continue forward in their journey is to be with their peers who have similar struggles, share stories with each other, and support each other. 
Um, we also kind of joke a bit about having a positive peer pressure, which means everyone um, is sort of feeling pressure to make sure that they're doing their weekly homework, they're trying out the strategies, and they're showing up ready to participate. So that's um, one of the positive aspects of the group. So as I said before, it's 10 weeks and we'll talk about some of the topic areas in just a moment. We typically run it on Wednesday evenings, one group in the fall that typically starts sometime either September or October, and then a group in the winter that typically starts sometime in January or February. So you'll wanna check out the canlearnsociety.ca website for details about registration and when the next uh, dates will be up. Now for the group, some people might be wondering, um, you do need to have a diagnosis of ADHD in order to be considered for the group, and that's also just a part um, of the importance of the social aspect of the group, that everyone has a shared experience by having an ADHD diagnosis. Now this diagnosis can come from various professionals such as psychiatrists, psychologists, or um, a family physician. So what I'm going to do now is kind of give a brief overview of what adult participants should expect from the group and then I'll go into some more of the topic areas. So if you're an adult and you're um, struggling with things like disorganization, procrastination, distraction, emotional reactivity, forgetfulness, impulsivity, then these are the um, kind of things that get addressed in the group. So over the 10 weeks, there are different skills each week that are presented to the group that participants are expected to try outside of the time in the group. So that following week, they're trying out the strategies. And then also on top of that, um, by about week three or so, participants are expected to select a big goal that they can then work on for the remaining six or seven weeks of the group. And the purpose of the big goal, there's a lot, but one of the main purposes of the big goal is to be able to use the strategies that are being learned um, each week, as well as some others that adults may already be using, to work on a larger task, a bigger goal, that the person may have been putting off or may have thought that they would never be able to accomplish by using the strategies that they learn week by week in the group and also learning and practicing how to break things down because that's something that sometimes gets forgotten and that strategy of breaking things down can sometimes be one of the most powerful ways of getting something done. So by practicing that in the group uh, setting with facilitator support as well as um, support from peers um, you can see quite a bit of success in getting a large goal finished in about 10 weeks or so. So we'll give some examples of big goals so you kind of have some an idea of what I'm talking about. Um, so things like doing your taxes, maybe if there's a person out there who hasn't done their taxes in a few years, that might be a good big goal. Um, cleaning an area of the house uh, or say something like the garage. Um, or organizing uh, the basement, those kinds of things. Some, po some people um, 
want to take their time and during the bagel to organize their office, whether it's a home office or a work office, or do something like study for a very big exam coming up, or set up an exercise routine. So there's all sorts of big goals that you can pick from, and you just want to make sure that they're reasonably accomplishable in those six to seven weeks that you're doing. Although some participants do choose goals that they know are going to go past the end of the group, they just make a plan um, to continue on with their um, with each step that they're going to do weekly to continue on with that goal past the ending of the group, which is fine. So in addition to each week doing a little piece of the big goal, the participants also are expected to do a little goal. And each week it's something different. And what these are are opportunities to set yourself up for success um, that doesn't require a lot of effort or stress. So the little goals are so that you can experience success on a frequent basis using strategies. So examples of little goals are things like making a quick phone call to book a doctor's appointment, mailing a letter you haven't, been, uh, haven't gotten to mailing because it's sitting on your desk, or returning an item to a store, or paying an overdue bill. Usually what we tell participants is your little goal shouldn't take more than 20 minutes or so, or less even. So again, those are opportunities to have some quick successes um, each week while you're also working towards that big goal. So what I'll do now is talk about the weekly topics. So there's 10 weeks. Um, so there's about nine topics because the last week is a bit of a wrap up of all the topics. So in the first five weeks or so, um, the topics are more related to things like organization, time management, routines, healthy lifestyle, and sleep. And then the last four to five weeks are more around dealing with tough emotions, stress, negative thinking, or what we call mind traps, as well as looking at your interpersonal styles and considering um, how to be more assertive with people in your life. So in the first week, what happens is we um, actually talk about routines. And so the participants are asked to create a routine for a specific part of their day and try it out that, that following week. Week two is about planners or calendars, priorities, and time estimation. So in this week, um, Basically, participants are asked to start tracking how much time they spend in certain activities and also to estimate how long they think certain activities will last. And in week three, there's some strategies for organization, um, physical organization, so organizing a small space in your house or your office. And then week three is also when uh, participants will pick their big goal that they will then work on for the remainder of the weeks. In week four, we talk about the importance of healthy lifestyle in managing ADHD and also the importance of rewards, which uh, often is something that people with ADHD, uh, especially adults, forget about and um, how to use rewards strategically in your daily life to get things done. In week five, we talk a bit more about sleep specifically as part of healthy living 
and then we introduce the concept of mindfulness. Now mindfulness can be used in a few different ways and we start using it out more as a relaxation technique early on, but later into week six, seven, eight, and even nine, um, participants start to see that they can use mindfulness as a way to be more aware of some of the habits and patterns that they've gotten themselves into over the years that have led to um, not so great results in their daily lives. So mindfulness is a great tool for relaxation, but you can also take it further into learning more about sort of how you tick and some of the ruts that you may um, become stuck in over the years. So week seven, we, or week six, sorry, we talk more about emotions and stress and how to cope with emotions and stress inwardly. In week seven, we talk about more about intense emotions, and then we talk about what we call mind traps, or what would be considered in the CBT model, the cognitive behavioral model, uh, negative thinking. And all along, again, we're using mindfulness to be more aware of those patterns that we're getting ourselves into, whether it's emotions or thinking. In weeks eight and nine, we deal with interpersonal styles. So we really uh, become aware about what are the styles that we typically use with people? Are they useful? Are they positive? And are they respectful to ourselves and the people that we're interacting with? We learn more about assertiveness and what that can look like. And we take the time to actually practice that uh, with each other, as well as some participants um, make small goals um, in those weeks to be more assertive with specific people in their lives. So you can see how the 10 weeks starts out more with the organizational time management, um, prioritizing goal setting kinds of strategies, and then we move into sometimes what is a little bit more difficult for people, but very powerful, dealing with emotions um, thoughts and other people. So that's an overview of the 10 weeks. Um, what you can expect um, Sorry, what you can expect is to be challenged to try strategies that maybe you've tried in the past but they didn't work back then or maybe you weren't implementing them in a way that would allow you to be successful. The other positive thing about the group is that as you try strategies, often what happens is um, other participants will be able to give you some feedback on how certain strategies went for them. And it's also a good opportunity to try a strategy, but to in individualize it for yourself. We also find that um, participants themselves have a, have a lot of great knowledge about what works, and they can help each other with things like technology, um, book resources or videos that they find helpful for learning strategies. So one last thing before I go I wanted to mention the people who have the best success in this adult group are the ones who come to every group so they try to come to all 10 weeks. Um, they commit for those 10 weeks to show up on time and they complete their homework um, as much as possible and then they contribute in the discussions weekly 
um, talking about what they were successful with with their homework. So those are the people that we've noticed over the years who have the most success and get the most out of the 10-week group. So I hope this overview was helpful for you. If you have any further questions, uh, visit canlearnsociety.ca and uh, give us a call. And if you'd like to sign up, just give us a call. And the date should be up soon for our fall group. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. For more information about ADHD and how to help your child, visit ADHDfamilies.ca and follow us on Twitter.